Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. You know, it's funny. That last voice in that commercial, it's like it's been over my right shoulder for about the last 10, 11 years. I don't know what it is. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. I know it is now. Man, you're bringing it today, and I love it. And some of you are being really creative. And just before we go to Mark Spector, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Max from St. Albert. He's uh, combining some things here. He says, hi, Bob. The Oilers have appeared in the playoffs under Justin Trudeau's Liberals three times. Compared to the current Conservative Party that merged in 2003, one time where we made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Moving forward, the Oilers play better under the Liberals than the Conservatives. That one comes to us from Max and St. Albert. It's kind of funny. Now, if you factored in the old Conservative Party... And a guy by the name of Brian Mulroney. Maybe check your stats in terms of Stanley Cup championships. Just for, just for you know what's in giggles. Uh, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, hmm. And there are lots of you uh, out there that are bringing it right now. That are it, Just uh, want to say... Uh, I, I spoke about being at the event yesterday for Special Olympics, the golf tournament that took place out of Blackhawk, and I, I got there late after the show, and Jack and myself did a little bit of a Q&A. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, it'll be 40 years in February that I started working with Special Olympians, says this texter out of Edmonton. Society in general is more understanding and accepting thanks to folks like, well, uh, folks that have supported and promoted this great cause. Uh, my cousin was an extra in Slapshot. What an experience, but most of the stories are not radio-friendly. Cheers. Uh, there, there are some... Was there not a big ESPN, or was it... No, it was... Uh, Sports Illustrated did a whole was it ESPN or Sports Illustrated did a whole series on slap shots a number of years ago Mark Spector joins us Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta catch the Alberta Breeders Fall Classic October 2nd at Century Mile it features seven races for Alberta bred horses only plus live thoroughbred racing each uh, uh, Friday and Saturday night post time at 6.15 we welcome back to the show Mark Spector spec how you doing Doing fairly well, Bobby. How are you doing? Good. We opened up with uh, Maxine Nightingale's right back where we started from. 
from Slapshot uh, because I don't know about you, but it was like deja vu all over again last night. Was, was, wasn't it kind of like the 2019 election when it all shook out? Kind of interesting. Right. Yeah, it was uh, my dearly departed mother-in-law, Wanda Fedora, when, when something got built up and we talked about it and it happened and it really it was flat and nothing happened. She used to say, that was an ass full of wind. <laughs> and you know what that election was, Bob? That's exactly what that election was. An ass full of wind. It uh, was an ass full of wind, buddy. Uh, there you go. It, it's it's like the uh, SCTV. Do you remember when John Candy played the boxer and they allotted three hours uh, for the fight and he got knocked out eight seconds into the fight? <laughs> Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, I've seen a few of those. I, I was at the, uh, I paid whatever you paid back then to go to a pay-per-view with Tyson Spinks. And I think that lasted about 32 seconds or something. Yeah. Uh, Tyson took him down. And I mean, you barely were even into your plate when that fight was over. It's like, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Well, hey, anyhow, you know what the good news is, Bob? we got training camp starting tomorrow. We can stop talking politics. We can start talking hockey. And uh, let's get after it, man. By the way, we are getting texters just uh, they're saying, Bob, I know we can now buy single seats uh, for Edmonton Oilers games. Nothing has changed in terms of the rules, folks, okay? You either have proof of vaccination when you come into the building or you need a negative test. And the Oilers, uh, when they put out the original release about three weeks ago, was 48 hours. I know the province was at 72. If something changes in that regard, we'll pass that information along to you. But it's important because there is a fusion between what is happening here with the COVID situation and in terms of accessing the building at this time. All right, Mark. And just in time, uh, it seems like that website where you can download your vaccination wallet size vaccination card. Uh, I just did that this morning. I do not feel in any way oppressed having done that, Bob. In fact, I I feel a little freer than I used to be. Yeah, but Mark, uh, you've, you've always, you know, you've always been sheep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm cheap. Anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that website that was a train wreck uh, appears to be back working. And in time for people who are going to an Oilers game, I think a, a huge part of this whole thing is the actual machine, right? Is actually, you, know, you can make all the stipulations you want, but you need to be able to verify and not have lineups that last for 45 minutes and you know there's there's actually executing your vaccine mandate and i think that it's going to be a lot easier for the orders to do and i was i expect there will be a hiccup or two the first couple of games absolutely that's pretty quickly gonna, yeah. yeah pretty quickly it will be a pretty smooth process and we're going to get on with our lives here bob yeah i can tell you uh and, and my kids are 12 plus but we've all got our little vaccine cards now and we're carrying them with us uh in case we need to go uh, well in my case one of the places i go to my wife's not a biggest fan of but you know there's there's various places around town that you can uh that are that are requiring right now that just comes with the territory and again there's a solution to all of this and we've given you the numbers over the last few days um Let's just say that if you get vaccinated, your probabilities increase greatly that you'll be a tad healthier. That, that comes with the tear. And I, I don't want to get into the debate because we've got about eight or ten guys yeah. that are hammering us on That's tech, it. Right? Let's move on and talk some hockey. All right. Well, and uh, let's get to the, the storylines because you wrote a piece today or late yesterday, early today. What did you focus on, Speck? Well, I think we're, we're just trying to identify a few of the first things we're going to be looking for when camp opens, right? And, you know, there's a lot of things we're going to look for when camp opens. But to me, 
uh, you know, I think the Duncan Keith debate uh, is is fascinating because, you know, sure you can look at you can find numbers in his last two years in Chicago that aren't favorable, but I can also tell you why a lot of those numbers happened on it. You know, if you just look at his defensive partners, they were very young people. He led the uh, what is he now? Is he 38? He led the Blackhawks in ice time last season at that age, which you probably shouldn't be doing. He was playing first pairing minutes, yeah. which you maybe shouldn't be doing. So I, I'm going to be watching Duncan Keith to see what, you know, how much player is there, what kind of player is there, how he reacts on the pair we assume will be on with uh, Cody Ceci. To start. Uh, Hyman, to start. To start with. To start with. Zach Hyman is a fascinating player in that he's here, man. He's here maybe for the rest of his career. You know, we haven't seen him play a game for the Oilers, and they sign him for seven years. So I'm very interested to see uh, how he works out. Uh, again, we assume with Connor McDavid. Uh, I think that's going to be fun to watch. And the last one for me, uh, not the last one, there's a bunch, but I think Zach Cassian. Uh, has hit a point in his career where I suggest he's well aware he needs to dig in and have a good season. The orders are certainly expectant that he needs to show some of the form from that 2017 playoff run. He can't cruise through the last three years of this contract. He won't make it to the end in Edmonton. It's time for Zach Cassian to stand up and be whatever player he's going to be. I think we're going to see it starting right at camp this year. All right, let's break it down for the three players. We'll start with Duncan Keith. Like He marches to his own drummer. There's no question about that. He's a guy, despite the fact that he's not a bigger guy, has a way of I, I let's just say the players on the opposition team know he's around. Okay, Mark? He's Oh sure. He's a guy yeah. like he was a really I mean a top the Norris Trophy caliber defenseman for a number of years, but also a guy that played with brought a little bit of gamesmanship with him. And uh we both do not ex- I mean we know he is not gonna be leading the d- defense in ice time this year. That's a given. The only way that happens is if Darnell Nurse, Darnell Nurse misses 60 games this season. It's touch wood that doesn't happen. So Keith's going to play. He's going to play less minutes. Uh, I think he's. I, I think his experience and poise is. I'm a believer in this player. I think he can help the Oilers out. I know there's people. I don't like the cap hit. I don't like. The, the bottom line is we're past that point now. It is what it is, and I have a. I I will also take it one step further. I think Duncan Keith has got a little bit of a screw you attitude right now. And I think he wants to shove it, you know where, for some of the haters out there and some of the naysayers. And this this is a different time where, I'll, I'll be frank, March, since March of uh, 2020, I've noticed a, a difference in, in pe- people are angrier. People are unhappier. People are frustrated. They're exasperated. Frankly, it's a little bit understandable. You know, a lot of people have been cooped up and, you know, they're exasperated about things. I think Duncan Keith is is poised to have a bounce-back campaign compared to last year. That's where I'm coming from on Duncan Keith, Mark. Uh, uh, listen, first of all, this is a guy that's always had a chip on his shoulder. This is his personality. You know, there was talk that he rode off going to the Seattle Kraken this year because the head coach was Dave Haxtell, who when when Duncan Keith was coming out of the BCHL in Penticton, he was, wanted to play in North Dakota, and Haxtell didn't want him. He ended up in Western Michigan. So he's... Some I read reports that he's held that grudge to this day. I know that he held a grudge against uh, Hockey Canada to an extent because I don't believe he played for the World Junior Team. I believe he was cut from the World Junior Team. 
And of course, he went on to play in Olympic Games. And I was talking to a reporter, Chris Johnston, who says, I remember sitting down with him at, at the Olympics, and he was talking about, here he was in a Team Canada jersey, talking about how Hockey Canada had slighted him once, and he had that chip in his shoulder. So my point to you, Bob, is that's his nature. That's who the guy is. So maybe... Maybe, you know, I'm not saying he's sitting on Twitter every day. I'm not saying he's on social media, but he's hearing stuff. And that's probably, if you're a fan of the orders, that's exactly what you want with Duncan Keith. I want him hearing how people think he's not that good anymore. That probably feeds the fire that you want to feed, right? Yeah, no, there's no question. Like, and again, he marches, he he trains a little bit differently. Um he has, uh, my understanding is that uh, he's got a pretty unique diet, a different perspective towards things, and that's mm-hmm. going to be something to monitor as well. I, I mean, that's part of the reason why he stayed in a level of conditioning that he has, because he's been a great, the, the first guy I kind of remember hearing a lot about that, actually he's now coaching in Winnipeg, in the uh, WHL, it's James Patrick. James, yes. James Patrick was a guy that was about 12 to 15 years ahead of his time in nutrition. And uh, I remember Chad Drummond, Chad Drummond, who's the Oilers uh, trainer uh, for the players, uh, telling me, geez, back in like 2006, 2007 stuff, it's, you know, you can do all the weights and you can do all the steps. I know that even though you're carrying, you know, a couple extra pounds. But the biggest thing for you is diet. Like, you know, and, and that's and that's where the biggest gains can be made. And so those guys that are on top of that stuff are the guys that really benefit. And Duncan Keith's one of those guys. Zach Hyman, spec. This guy, uh, there was a Japanese business model after the Second World War. I believe it was called Kaizen, if I'm not mistaken. Constant, never-ending improvement. That was the theory behind it. And... Uh, <laughs> I've dropped a Gallagher principle to discuss uh, incongruities with uh, political voting maps and a guy said on the same show. Anyhow, uh, when I look at Zach Hyman, that's a guy to me that keeps, there's a drive. And like he's, he exceeded expectations. This guy was like a fourth or fifth round pick that just kept on getting better. That's intriguing to me because the other's top three players, McDavid, Drysaddle, and and, uh, Darnell Nurse, they're all driven that same way, too, which bodes well for Edmonton. And now you had a guy like Hyman, and he is the physical embodiment of being an overachiever in his career, Mark. Yeah, and, and you know, what I like is he adds something different to what the Oilers have. I'll be honest with you, you know, I don't think they, they didn't need another offensive guy that scores pretty goals off the rush all night long. Like, everyone would take one of those guys. I get it. But what the Oilers didn't need... Uh, you know, Johnny Goodrow or someone like that. They need a guy that scores some dirty goals. They need a guy that cashes in, in tight, you know, around the goalie, taking a rebound off his pads and getting into places where, you know, uh, this. don't take this as a criticism of McDavid and Dreisaitl because it's not, but they don't score their goals from in there. That's not what they do. They score them from other places. They score lots of them. But having a guy who, let's say, does what James Neal and Alex Chason did, but he does it a lot better, and he skates a lot better, and he kills penalties, and he's a better player, right? The orders, the orders played Chason and Neal down low on that power play for the last two years, and both of them at times had decent numbers. Well, this guy is, is, does what they do, and he does it a lot better. Sportsnet. And I think they need that guy. Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. Catch the Alberta Breeders Fall Classic October 2nd at Century Mile. It features seven races for Alberta bred horses only, plus live thoroughbred racing each Friday and Saturday post-time 6.15. We'll return with Spec and talk about Zach Cassian on Oilers Now.
Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6.30 Chet. Well, that's rather appropriate, because that's what we're going to talk next uh, about Oilers Now here with Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. Guests on the show, except Mark Spector, receive good certificates, too. Just kidding, he gets them, too. From uh, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal's an occasion at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue, the 99th Roos Chris open and uh, tell Brendan and Taylor and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. This text comes in from Glenn the bartender who always finds a way to be creative. He said Bob and Brendan inspect the federal election cost us 600 million. The Seattle franchise cost 650 million. For a bit more, Quebec City could have been given an expansion franchise. What a waste. <laughs> One comes to us from Glenn the bartender. Smack, are we ever going to get Quebec City back in the NHL? I hope so. Uh, you know, when I look at the debacle that has been the Arizona Coyotes, uh, yeah. I applaud Batman for hanging in down there, but it's just, it never gets better, and it's not better today. Uh, when I look at a Florida team that still draws 4,000 people half the time, um, you know, there's room, right? There should be room. Here's your question, Bob. Is there a guy in Quebec City who's got $600 million uh, American, so basically a billion Canadian rounding off mm-hmm. to put a team up there. I'm not sure that economics makes sense, does it? Uh, well, the Canadians are one of the wealthiest franchises in the National Hockey League. In fact, you can make a strong argument the revenue sharing screws them the most of any team in the league. Uh, yeah, but you're, you're comparing a Mercedes-Benz and a Lada here, buddy, if you're comparing the Habs to the Nords, right? Yeah, well, except during the brewery battles in the 1980s between the two. Uh, not the 1980s anymore. Well, who was, I uh, you're saying, but... Who's, uh, who's the guy from Quebec or? Uh, I forget his name. The, 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 oh, uh, yeah, whatever. I know the guy you mean. Starts Palado. Is that his Palado? Yeah, Carl Palado. Yeah. Uh, and then what about what about Tange? Uh, who's involved with the? I think he's involved with the Ramparts as well as the Laval Rouge Or. Well, I do know. I believe Palado came out and said it's too rich for my blood. But again, like you know, rich guys get rich because they're smart with their money. And, you know, to, like to make a roughly billion-dollar Canadian investment, you know, you need to be able to, obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm just a sports writer, Bob, but the annual profits from that investment need to be a certain number, and I don't know if you can milk that kind of money out of a pretty small market. How big is Quebec City, Bob? Is it still not like... I've never, You know what, Mark? I've never been there. Like I've uh, been there a few times. It's like 700,000 people or something. I've man. never... You know, I, Mon- Montreal is my favorite Canadian city to go to. Uh, and part of it is because I grew up a Canadian's fan as a kid and yep. idolized Guy Lafleur. And, you know, who, by the way, who turned, I think he's born in 51. Yeah, he would have turned 70 just the other day, just a couple days ago. But um, absolutely love coming or going to Quebec or going into Montreal to watch the Oilers play the Habs there. There's no experience like it in the league. And yeah. I'm going to like it even more in about five years from now when the province of Alberta gets $10 billion a year in transfer payments or equalization payments from Quebecers. Just kidding, because we know that's not going to happen. Uh, all right, Mark. Uh, so let's get to Zach Cassian. Former Hab Zach Cassian. Oh, very briefly. <laughs> that was a pretty good trade for Edmonton. Good trade by it Pete Chiarelli. People can say what they want about Pete, and a lot gets said about Pete, uh, who, by the way, has a, a strong uh, 
liberal connection from his Ottawa days with the Shirelli's. Um, but the reality is that was one of his best trades. He traded Ben Scrivens for Zach Cassian. This is Cassian's going in year seven with the Oilers spec. Yeah, it was at the time an excellent trade, and the Oilers have got some mileage out of Zach Cassian. At this moment, Zach Cassian is on a contract that he would never have got if the pandemic never came along, right? What's he making? Three and a quarter? Yes. Um, you know, if you were to resign today, he's not a $3 million player because the cap is flat. You can't afford to make guys like Zach Cassian $3 million player. So he was fortunate that he signed that contract before the flat cap was a reality. And that's the way it is. At the time of the signing, some people didn't like it. I thought, meh, it's a little rich, but whatever. The cap's going up, so no big deal. Cap hasn't gone up. So he needs to, let's face it, he's not, I don't expect 25 goals out of Zach Cassian. But Zach Cassian needs to start giving some value on 3.25 more than we saw last season. I know he was hurt. So you get a bit of a mulligan when you're hurt, and that is fair. Uh, this season, hopefully, he'll be healealthy, and it, he needs to, I think, uh, bring his game up. There's just no question about it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Rory has texted us to say that Quebec City's population is 549,000. Okay. Now, how much can you? How many guys in that market can afford the price of a ticket when the owner just spent a billion dollars? How many boxes are yeah, you going to sell I think, at what number? I don't think that economics could possibly work. I think you're transferring a team there, Mark. I don't think you're getting, you know. The... Oh, you know that Bettman still gets his, he still gets his money when you transfer a team, right? So maybe it's a byproduct of how much more money do you want to lose out of a loser market, where there's yeah. just no. I mean, that's the thing. Like, there's five. If there's five hundred and forty nine thousand people in Quebec City, there's going to be five hundred and fifty thousand fans. <laughs> like yes. that's, you know what, like. That's true. It, and and the, there's a guy that texts the show. He's a real smart guy. His name's Phil, and we call him Fear the Fin Fan. And he's, he gets upset by this. But Spec, you've been to San Jose. It's a it's a loud, tight building. But there's only like twenty thousand people that give a flying. You know what about the the San Jose Sharks in San Jose? And you know what? You come to Edmonton, and there's a million and a half people in northern Alberta that care about the Oilers. It's just a, that's how we pull a show off called Oilers. Like. On days, on a Monday, when we come out of NFL and college football, you know, Sunday and Saturdays, and the orders haven't started yet, we have people complaining, why aren't you talking about the battle of fourth line left wing for the Bakersfield Condor between, you know, Mateo Gennaro and uh, Devin Brousseau? You, you should be talking about that on your show. <laughs> because that's the level. So, I, I, Mark, I got to tell you right now. I know we're, I'm, I get a little exasperated at times in terms of how this country works, um, but 100% I believe Quebec City could support an NHL team. I do, because it matters there, because people care, because it's because hockey, we know it's a religion in Montreal, and it... Now, again, the Canadians would be the organization that would have something to lose because right now they're in a market where their TV market is 8.4 billion or million people. So they're the ones that would have, but I, I'd have to, I'm going to throw it out to the listeners right now. 780-496-0063. Do you think Quebec City could support an NHL team? I believe they could. Spec, you're not sure. I'm not sure, and I'm going to throw one more, seeing as I'm the negative guy around here. Um, you know, we all know why Bettman got into places like the Carolinas and into Florida and into Arizona. It's because of his national TV contract, right? Yeah. Arizona is the fill-in-the-blank. Sixth. It is the sixth 
okay biggest TV market in the States. So that's another one strike against Quebec City is, you, you know, you go tell a national advertiser like Budweiser, yeah. right? Hey, we got a spot in, in Quebec City. And they go, yeah, but didn't you used to be in Arizona? <laughs> and NBC and ESPN and TNT and Miller High Life and you know, United Airlines, all those places, they're, you're not helping any of those contracts by going to Quebec Mark. City. That's the last negative thing I'm going to say because I love Quebec City and I love going there. I covered a few games in the old uh, building there, and I'd go back in a heartbeat. But the economic sense in it, Bob, I'm not sure in 2022 that it exists. All right, I'll bring some hard numbers when we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.